Hi everyone, it's Nadia and Domenica, and we are really excited to share our fifth episode with you all. This month, we'll be looking at the Illinois court system, specifically focusing on the state attorney general's office. Speaking for myself, I can say that I certainly don't understand the ins and outs of the system, especially with there being so many positions that all sound similar. It's hard to keep track. That is why we wanted to bring Illinois Assistant Attorney General Agnes Bugage to you all today. She's had an expansive career in government law and will be sharing that experience with us today. Let's jump right in. Agnes, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to speak with you all. So to start out, um, I was wondering if you could just tell us about your background, kind of like how you got into the current position you're in. I know you have a very vast experience, so maybe just like a brief summary of your pathway. Sure. So I attended the University of Chicago for my undergrad and did majors in political science and linguistics. After that, I took a year off and worked in Chicago at the Chicago Legal Clinic to gain a little bit more exposure to the law. I was thinking about going to law school and pursuing being some sort of lawyer at that point. I wasn't sure what kind, and so I wanted to get a little bit more information about that. After that, I went to the University of Iowa for law school and finished my JD. My first job out of law school was as a judicial assistant or a law clerk in Madison County in Illinois. After that, I transitioned to being a prosecutor with the St. Clair County State's Attorney's Office, prosecuting a number of different types of offenses there. And my current position is with the Office of the Illinois Attorney General. I am an assistant attorney general there working in the Sexually Violent Persons Bureau. Yeah, so I was wondering if you could also give us a little overview of how the Attorney General's office is structured um, and what exactly is the role of an Assistant Attorney General. I think that's something that I know I actually don't know much about and I think our listeners would love to know. Absolutely. The Attorney General in Illinois is an elected position. It's a statewide office. And basically the Attorney General is the Chief Legal Officer for the state and covers a whole host of different uh, legal uh, roles within the state. Our office is very big. We have hundreds of assistant attorney generals all over the state. Most are based in Chicago, as you would expect for Illinois. Um, But we do everything from issuing opinions to different state agencies, to advising the governor and lieutenant governor, working on statutes, uh, enforcing environmental law, victims' compensation, prosecuting criminal offenses, uh, essentially any time that the state of Illinois needs an attorney for an issue or for an official within the state of Illinois, that's where the attorney general's office comes in. It also steps in at certain points where, for example, a local state's attorney's office can't handle a case for one reason or another, then we can come in. Uh, We also do appeals and uh, present cases in front of the Supreme Court of Illinois. So a little bit of everything, really. Yeah. Yeah. And how does it change, I guess, um, depending on what division you're assigned to? And also, are you assigned to a position or do you get to choose that division? 
there are sort of two main areas of law that we can work on, and those are civil and criminal. And that's all just set out in the statutes. Assistant attorney generals are hired by the attorney general, and we serve basically at his pleasure. When we apply, though, usually the assistant attorney generals apply for a certain opening within the office. So, for example, when I applied to the office of the Illinois attorney general, I applied for a specific position with the Sexually Violent Persons Bureau. And what that position entails is working on civil commitment cases of people who have been convicted of violent sex offenses and imprisoned. However, they are nearing the end of their imprisonment and are about to be released on parole. However, we have concerns that it's not safe for them to be released on parole and into the community at that point and that they need further treatment and uh, services before it can be safe for them to be out in the community. So at that point, the Illinois Attorney General's office steps in and we have experts review and evaluate those people if they think that they have a mental condition that makes them liable to commit future sex offenses and they need further treatment, then we file petitions in the court where either the person is being released in the county where they're being released or in the county where their case originated. And we say, this person is not safe to be released at this point. We are asking that you find a reason or find cause to transfer them to a secure facility where they can get further treatment. And then we file that before the court, a judge, uh, there can be trials on the different issues. Um, so people can be committed or not. If they are committed to a secure facility, then we also follow their progress there. And at different points, they can be considered for release back into the community. And that was something that I had a background in. I had prosecuted sex offenses um, as well as domestic violence for the last couple of years as an assistant seats attorney. That was an area that was very important to me. Um, so when I saw that there was an opening for this bureau and these types of cases where I could continue doing this type of work with the attorney general's office, that's why I decided to apply. Um, once someone is within the office, they can certainly move around. Uh, but I think a lot of us end up really enjoying um, our work and kind of diving into the area or the different bureau that we're working in. Mm -hmm. And how different exactly was your work as a prosecutor versus now? Because you said that they're pretty similar. Yeah, they absolutely can be. Uh, so a lot of people I think would still consider me to be a prosecutor, even though the area of law I do is technically civil law and not criminal law. However, it's very much adjacent to criminal law since it's essentially a continuation of a criminal prosecution. Um, and some of the standards that we have to meet in the cases that I do can rise to the level of beyond a reasonable doubt or include elements that are very similar to criminal cases. Um, so I'm still looking at a lot of criminal statutes. They still affect the work that I do, but I'm also working on very specific civil statutes. Uh, in terms of kind of the logistics, uh, they are quite similar because they involve applying a statute that has certain elements to a situation and then either trying to argue that my case meets those elements to a judge or a jury. Uh, so they are very, very similar in terms of the practicalities. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, I was wondering if you could kind of explain the difference. I think people get confused between the U.S. Attorney General and the State Attorneys General. Um, and what is the difference between both the investigations? Sure. So the U.S. Attorney General is at the federal level and oversees our federal system. Our statutes are all divided either in the federal code or in every state's individual code. Uh, and so those are completely separate. There are things that can be offenses at both levels, and there are things that are only a federal crime, and there are things that are only a state crime. In terms of individual states, every state gets to make their own criminal code. And so there can be a huge variety in terms of what different criminal offenses are called, what the sentencing ranges are. But obviously at the federal level, that is all the same all the way across the systems. Right. Uh, so the U.S. attorney is the head of the federal system, whereas a state attorney general is the head within their own individual state. Mm -hmm. And then another kind of clarification question that I think people get confused on is um, where the DA comes into play. So what is where does that fit in? Absolutely. I know that can be confusing. And I think sometimes people are a little bit more familiar with the position of a DA or a state's attorney, because that's sort of what you see on Law and Order or on different TV <laughs> shows, <laughs> or yeah. maybe is talked about a little bit more. Um, so within the state of Illinois, every county in general is uh represented in prosecution and criminal cases by a state's attorney. In the state of Illinois, that position is elected. That state's attorney, if the county is big enough to need more prosecutors, can hire a team of assistant state's attorneys. In the state of Illinois, we call them state's attorneys. Other states call them district attorneys. It just depends on what the language is in any given state. Um, so in Illinois, obviously, we have some counties that are very, very big, like Cook County, which has uh, one state's attorney and hundreds of assistant state's attorneys. And we have some counties where it's just one person, one state's attorney, and they're the only one within their office. And they just uh, are able to handle everything because the county is small enough that there are not as many cases for them to prosecute or investigate. Um, and so the roles of a state's attorney and the attorney general or an assistant state's attorney and an assistant attorney general overlap sometimes. Um, both can prosecute cases. It all really comes down to the statutes. So our Illinois laws set out some instances where the attorney general is in charge of handling a specific type of case. Other statutes specifically say that that's something where a state's attorney at the county level handles it. And sometimes it can be an either or situation. And like I mentioned earlier, there are also some times where a state's attorney within the county who's in charge of prosecuting a case can't handle a certain case. So maybe there's a conflict. Maybe they used to be a private defense attorney. And then they became the elected state's attorney. Well, they can't prosecute somebody that used to pay them to represent them as a defense attorney. And so they would call up the attorney general's office and we have a special division that can step in and say, okay, we'll handle this case to make sure that there isn't a conflict in how things are being handled in the court. 
Right. And in, in other states, are the um, attorneys elected? Because you said that they are in Illinois. It varies state to state, just okay. like judges. Um, it varies. Right. Yeah. And even I mean, like you worked on the Iowa Supreme Court. And so I guess I'm wondering what you th- kind of think of how they are chosen in partisan elections and how that kind of influenced the idea of judicial independence. So uh, I can't speak, obviously, as a representative of my office or mm-hmm. um, uh, my supervisors or my boss, and my opinions have to be my own, and they are. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's just a different system. Um, I think that uh, it's very, very important that citizens of every community are informed about what is happening and who the leadership is, including the judges. Um, And when in Illinois, for example, we vote for judges to be retained or not, and we vote at different levels. And so it's really important that we are informed about who we're voting for and what is happening. Uh, And it can be a little bit tough when it comes to the justice system, because I think sometimes it's not easy to get resources about what certain people are doing, what decisions are coming out. I don't think the average person is picking up an Illinois Supreme Court case yeah. or an Iowa Supreme Court case. Um, it, it's it's hard. It's a hard area of politics and law to be informed about. So I think it's great that you guys do things like this where people can get a little bit more information um, because it, it can definitely be hard to come across that sometimes. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, how does, I guess, like a campaign for attorney general work? Like, um, what is the strategy behind the campaigning? Like, how do you get the message out to people if they are elected? I think it's very similar to a lot of our other state level campaigns. Um, So we do have a new ish attorney general in Illinois. Kwame Raoul was elected in 2019. Um, And really, when you're looking at a position like the attorney general, we are looking at very much wide ranging state level issues that they are campaigning about. Um, It's kind of like running for governor. Um, You can't focus on one specific part of the state or one specific issue like you would in a district level race, you're looking at what is going on all over the state, um, because he has a big job. He's covering a lot of territory and a lot of different areas of law. Mm -hmm. So each attorney general kind of picks like their own few issues that they want to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And they also pick their staff and who they want to bring on to help them develop that vision if they're elected. So can you tell me a little bit about um, Kwame Raoul's work and what he focuses on? Uh, So currently he is uh, sort of focusing on a number of different initiatives with the pandemic going on for almost a year now. That has certainly been at the forefront uh, of what the we're doing at the attorney general's office. Um, Things like consumer rights issues that have come up, um, looking at making sure that our seniors are protected, that vulnerable populations are getting the resources that they need. He's also uh, looking at different um, issues with uh, 
law enforcement uh, oversight, uh, things that basically are very topical right now and making sure that Illinois is sort of at the forefront of making sure that our communities are safe and addressing the things that are coming up Mm -hmm. a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And out of those topics, what would you say is the most important thing your office is working on right now that would affect your constituents? Oh, gosh, that is very hard to say, given the (laughs) different uh, range and the very wide range and scope of issues that we cover. I think, um, obviously, currently right now, yeah, in the moment, maybe. Yeah, in the moment, I think anything that touches on making sure that people are safe during the pandemic is really important. Mm hmm. Um, And then also there was recently a new change in leadership in the Illinois Congress. Um, There's a new Speaker of the House, Chris Welch. And so how does that kind of affect the Illinois landscape and does that affect your office and the work that you guys do at all? So the Illinois Attorney General's office can be an advisor and can also work on new statutes that are being proposed and new legislation. Uh, I think that no matter what the leadership is, the attorney general's office is obviously bound and ethically going to do the best that they can and review constitutional issues and review issues regarding that legislation, no matter who the leadership is. Um, So that's basically always going to be a consistent role for the attorney general's office. Right. And then speaking of other influences, um, can you talk also a little bit about the structure of the Illinois state court system and how it it also affects the way that your office works? Absolutely. So sort of connecting it back to our discussion about the differences between an assistant attorney general or the attorney general's office and the state's attorney's office, our court system starts at a very local level within each county. So counties have, uh, are grouped into districts around the state of Illinois. And within that district, that's your basic level. So if on the civil side, one person is looking to sue another, they would start their case at that district level court. If someone commits a crime within that county or that district, they would be charged in that district level court. And the court proceedings there, um, whether civil or criminal happen at the courthouse, the basic staff that you would find at a courthouse or a courtroom like that would be your district level judge or judges, depending on the size of the county. And they're supported by the circuit clerk who keeps all of the filings and the records. Then there's also the uh, state's attorney, as we talked about, the public defender's office, and then all sorts of different private attorneys that work in um, that area and can represent people at that court. Above that, we have the Illinois appellate courts, where if someone decides to appeal a case that was decided at the district level, that would go to the appellate court. And there are five different districts within Illinois. I think about 52 judges spread across those districts. And when we're talking about Illinois, anything around Chicago is always the biggest (laughs) and the busiest area, obviously. Um, and then above that, we have the Illinois Supreme Court. And so those are, uh, that's kind of the end of the road within the state of Illinois. 
Um, and depending on the issue, someone could potentially appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. But within the state of Illinois, that's the court system. Right, right. Um, and so then final question, because you are a Chicago alum, I was wondering if you could kind of talk about your transition from being an undergrad into like the real world and the workforce and especially coming from Chicago. Sure. One of the most valuable experiences I had while I was a University of Chicago student was actually interning with the Cook County State's Attorney's Office. That was one of the things that absolutely lit a fire in me, made me want to be in a courtroom, made me want to argue things to a jury and uh, piece together cases. Um, So I absolutely loved having that experience. I thought it was super valuable Being in Chicago, having access to so many of the different resources within the city, the different amazing organizations that are there. I was so fortunate having a Chicago experience and education because I can't think of another place that pushes you to think critically and explore different arguments and areas uh, of interest like the University of Chicago does. I went to law school thinking I was very prepared for the Socratic method and for having all of these intelligent arguments. And I, my experience in law school is very different from my undergraduate. I didn't find law school to be as um, stimulating. I didn't think that there was, yeah, I didn't think there was quite as much room for argument or discussion. Um, And so I was really wanting to end up somewhere where, you know, both sides of an argument had a fighting chance and you had to just get the evidence on your side. And that would be how you prevailed. If you, you know, did the research, if you did the work to get things to back up your side. Um, And that's ultimately what I do every single day in my job is try to come up with the strongest argument with the evidence that I have and with the resources that I have. And I would not be able to do that nearly as well as I I try to do every day without the UChicago experience. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone um, entering the workforce right now? I know it's like really hard, but especially coming from UChicago, do you have any advice? I think being open to different opportunities right now is really important. Um, I personally made the transition in my jobs during the lockdown of the pandemic, and it was very strange to be interviewing over the phone. It was strange (laughs) to be coming on board with an organization via Zoom or WebEx, um, to not know some of my colleagues face-to-face and only communicate with them by email. Um, It's hard. It's definitely a strange time. You can feel a little bit disconnected and it can be disheartening because I think there's sort of this extra space and um, just a little bit more distance between the jobs that you're looking for and the people that are at them and, um, and you. So I think just acknowledging that this is a very strange time for everybody um, and and kind of trying to roll with it is is really important. And just reaching out, you know, I think folks are very willing to respond to an email, to have a chat over Zoom. 
I mean, it's easier than ever now to connect with alumni or with people all over the country. I think everyone's got Zoom figured out at this point. Um, and so you don't have to be in the same city. You don't have to be in the same um, you know, area to meet with someone that is doing something that you're interested in and, and getting some more tips. I'm obviously happy to speak with um, current UChicago students or anybody who has questions about the work that I do. Um, but it's, it's definitely a strange time and a tough time for everyone right now. Yeah, yeah, it is. But those are, that's very great advice. So thank you so much for joining us, Agnes. We really appreciate your work and we appreciate you being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on and good luck with your future episodes. Um, Please, please reach out if you need anything else from me. Wow, this conversation really helped me to understand the Illinois court structure and the roles of a state attorney general. Me too. Assistant Attorney General Bugage was so helpful. If any of you are interested in joining the law field, you can reach her to ask questions at agnesbugage at gmail.com. After all, she did graduate from UChicago. Right. And as constituents of the Chicago area, it's important for us to understand the workings of our own government so that we may hold them accountable. The way we do that is through elections. So if we don't understand the underlying systemic features, that poses problems. And with those wise words, that ends our show. I'm Domenica Bernardo. And I'm Nadia Osman. See you in April.